You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 110 with Melissa Sharp. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I am super excited to have Melissa Sharp back on the show today. You guys, this is going to be a super casual episode where we're just kind of talking about how women, especially moms, can just feel like they're in the trenches all by themselves. You know, you see other people and you're thinking, why does life seem so easy for them? And it seems so hard for me, or you just kind of feel like you're isolated. So I thought I would bring her on to share her story and her experience that she's had in the past year and a half, just to let you guys know that you're not alone. So I hope you find this episode super encouraging. Let's go to the show. Hey, Melissa, thank you for coming back on the show today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here, Amber. So as you know, because you've been on the show many, many times, um, I like to start off every show with an icebreaker. And since you haven't been on in a while, I thought, you know what, you might have gone somewhere that we might like to hear about. So um, how about you share with us, instead of picking your favorite vacation spot, how about you share with us uh, one of your more recent vacation spots that you have gone to and why you love it so much? Well, you know what? We actually decided this past summer that we were going to do the old-fashioned road trip. And so we we caravanned with my husband's uh, a sister's family, and we drove three days to Prince Edward Island, mm. uh, which is on the east coast of yeah. Canada. And it was beautiful. It was the most stunning uh, landscape I had ever seen. The island is so unique. A lot of people know it because the Anne of Green Gables was yes. established there. Mm-hmm. And so we did a tour of the Anne of Green Gables house, which, house, which was absolutely awesome. But you've got to think about like the most gorgeous beaches, massive, massive uh, cliffs and rocks oh. over the ocean. Yeah. And 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 it's like a full, um, stunning beach and ocean. But the beach, all the sand is red. It's what? oxidized. Yes. I did so not imagine that. <laughs> a lot of people. So you think about a, a stunning beach, you know, you're yeah. going to the coast, yeah. you know, uh-huh. you know, and you're going sand. to the beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. But all the sand is red. Weird. And so it is so weird when you actually see it up close, but it's yeah. so it's so gorgeous oh, next that's to so this cool. the beautiful blue ocean. Yeah. So anyone who can see, who can travel the East Coast should do it. It was yes. amazing. Where would you fly into? Do you know? Is it Prince Edward Island? Do they have an airport? I mean, I know you I, drove. Yes. Yeah. And okay. it's, there, it's one small airport, so it's very limited oh, in yeah. the airlines that go in and out. So I'm a sure. lot of people will fly into the surrounding provinces and then drive yeah. the Confederation Bridge, which is this massive long bridge into oh. the island. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Now, you you came through into Maine. So how would you, how long would you say from Maine to at Prince Edward Island, how long of a drive was that? Oh, it was just a few hours. Oh, so it, maybe people yeah. go through Maine and then go through as an option. Yes. yes, they could. They would go into the East Coast provinces of like, yeah. I think New Brunswick Is area. Halifax around there or, is, or am I too far off? Uh, it is in that area. Oh, okay. It's a few hours from there. Oh, but okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that sounds really awesome. I mean, when I saw you post it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that seems like such a great place. And I know so many people would love to see that because of Anne of Green Gables. So that yes. is pretty cool. It's beloved. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's jump into um, sharing who you are for the people that have not heard you before. Just a reminder. So share with us what your name is, where you're from, how many kids you have, and then we'll kind of jump into why you're on the show today. Awesome. Well, I'm Melissa Sharp. Uh, I am Canadian. 
I live in a city called London, which is just outside of Toronto, and I have two young daughters, Avery and Rachel, and I am a writer. I am a writer and a speaker. I uh, speak at a lot of women's conferences, but writing is my passion and storytelling is my forte. Yeah, so we're going to talk about um, in the trenches, and, and I'll have you explain that in a minute. But um, the reason why I thought it'd be so good to have you back on the show, and for those of you guys listening that haven't heard um, Melissa on the show before, make sure to just type in Mom Inspired Show, Melissa Sharp, and then all of the shows will pop up and you'll see that we've done a few series and she's just done regular interviews as well. Um, but I wanted to bring you on because I feel like so many moms um, and women, you know, they feel like they're the only ones struggling. And so, and it's like, oh, it's so easy for everyone else. And um, it might feel unfair that like, why do I have to deal with whatever that is? And I think it's so easy in life to just feel isolated. And mm -hmm. so when you're struggling, I feel like it makes it even more likely to, to struggle with isolation and just kind of not reaching out and stuff like that. So I wanted to bring you on because you've been going through a little bit of a bumpy road and I thought mm -hmm. it'd be so good for people to hear you talk about your experience and open up about that. And so I just wanted you to share what's been going on lately in your life and why it's so important to kind of just share the ups and the downs with mm -hmm. people. Cause it's so easy, especially with social media that to be like, my life's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. You know? And so, um, cause you know, there is a, there's a fine line that I think with people too, mm -hmm. people do want to see, happy things, but they also do want to see real things, but they're like, oh, if you show me too real, I don't know if I can handle it. So I do think it kind of paralyzes people like what they should be sharing because it's like, does it come off like I'm complaining? Um, yes. Or does it come off like my life's too good? And so it really just yeah. throws you <laughs> into a loop that you're like, I don't know what I should even be sharing anymore. So um, yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to bring you on. I've, I've said this many times. The reason I created the show is so that other moms could eavesdrop into this conversation without feeling weird. You know, there's been many times I've had someone write into me saying that she she experienced uh, what I've said a lot. She's like, I was at a coffee house and um, she's like, there's women talking. And I really wanted to be part of that conversation. But, you know, that's just kind of awkward and, and weird in real life. So, you know, I wanted to create this <laughs> environment that you could totally listen in and not be rude. And so yeah. um, how about we jump into the interview and kind of just... Um, you know, share with us like what, what's been kind of going on and um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Anyone who knows me knows the love hate relationship I have with social media. I'm not a huge social media user. Uh, I love Instagram just because I'm a visual learner, but I don't do anything, anything on social media to build a platform. And this is kind of where it all begins. Um, as a writer and a speaker and doing this for several years, uh, I had gotten to a place where I literally had all the resources and everything that you strive to achieve in the hustle at my fingertips. And I remember being in a meeting in my pastor's office and I was seeking uh, wise counsel. And I remember him saying to me, and I had had this feeling for quite a while that something wasn't right. And he said to me, once you sign on the dotted line, uh, it owns you. That line owns you. And I knew that the hustle was not my hustle. I knew that 
Um, I mean, try to imagine someone in my position being in a room with 800 other writers and you all know you are called to do this. You all know that you have a message for the world, but the underlining message that seeps through is that you have to sell yourself. We live Mm. in a world Mm -hmm. where we just have to sell ourselves and we do it all the time without even realizing it. And that's what social media does. And I just got to this place where I went, Lord, I don't want to sell myself. I don't want the hustle. I don't want to have to do it because there's a contract that I've signed or there are so many eyes watching me. And that also means that there's a lot of people who want to see you succeed. And there's a lot of people who are waiting for you to stumble. And so I remember writing in uh, my prayer journal that my hands were open uh, to everything that the hustle had brought me to. It was like where dreams can be fulfilled. And and as a writer, this is the place where you want to be. And I remember writing that I had lowered my hands and it came from in the trenches came from this place. And I, I'm going to read it to you. I it's in my prayer journal and it says this pit I have collapsed in seemed like such a comfy place to be. It was a shelter from the storm. I chose to ignore But eventually the winds became too strong and forced me to look up. And the pacing of my human spirit made that pit into a trench. Mm. So here I am, more room to grow, and I've made room for you here with me. My pride always cometh before my fall. The landing was none too graceful. I actually hermited myself, I would say, for the last year and a half. Uh, We were going through some huge changes as a family, um, some personal changes. We were in the process of a huge move that the Lord had chose uh, not to send us on. And the adventure, the adventure just looked different. The landscape just looked different. And we were finding a new kind of normal. And I fell into this pit is what I describe it as. And I just turtled myself and I kind of shut myself down. Um, But as what happens is I became restless. See, God has given me gifts to use. Uh, He has a call on my life. And what he was going to do was shift my focus. And so I began looking for other women who were in the trench, just like me. And you know what, Amber? They're everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, We are fighting a war. We have... Uh, so much that we feel we need to protect our children from. You know, families are falling apart. Uh, We have this beast that is social media, which we want to be inspired by. We want to use it to inspire others, but then we play the comparison game. And for for myself, I just got tired of of being told what to buy, uh, being told what to wear, being told how to look, um, and just trying to to sell myself mm. and and try to look like an individual in a, in a place in an environment where we are not in, we're right. not individual, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just started hearing stories from so many other women because I had worked so long in women's ministry that those those um, those women who were faithful to read my writing and those women who who followed along with me on my journey, um, they were reaching out and sharing so many of their stories of what it was like to be in this trench, you know, just fighting this this fight to to ha- win at the end of the day. That's yeah. really what we want is we want to feel like we've had a win, right? 
Yeah. And and I was going to ask you too, um, before we even started, you know, what, what are you hoping for the women to feel when they walk away from this episode? Like, cause, and that, and I wanted to frame it that way when I started and I, and it slipped my mind. Um, what is your hope for this? Because I mean, when I have you on, it is very, um, sincere and just, you know, it is all about sharing. And, you know, the last one you talked about, um, was your daughter and anxiety and all that kind of stuff. And it was very raw and honest. Um, and then this one, um, you know, if people are listening, are you wanting them to walk away feeling like they're not alone or what, what is, what is it that you're hoping that people will walk away going, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, the aha moment. I want women to walk away going, there's a place for me that I'm not in this trench alone. Yeah. Um, I actually had a, a woman at uh, our church who is a young mom. She's a career mom. She works in the medical field. She's on maternity leave right now with her second baby. And she had just shared very openly with me. She reached out uh, and sent me a message. And she just had shared with me that she's struggling with communication right now in her marriage, which we have all been there. Mm-hmm. When we have, it doesn't matter the marriage, the circumstances, whether you've got little kids, older kids, communication is is key. And every marriage goes through a time where we're struggling. But, you know, they are right in the middle of it with a baby and a preschooler at home. And they're trying to juggle careers and maternity leave and all those things. And they're not communicating. And I I responded back to her and I just sent her uh, the best encouragement that I could in that moment. Right. And it's just like, I have been there. I I know what you're feeling. And she responded back and she said, I know it's okay. We're just in the trenches right now. And I was like, brilliant, because it was confirmation to my heart and into my, in my soul that I was on the right path uh, and that this was so needed, that there are so many of us that are in this trench. And you know what's amazing is when you think about a trench, I mean, it's really a strategy that's used in times of war, right? And so the the army would dig these trenches. And what would happen in that trench? That, that trench in war was a place where they were they were safe mm-hmm. where they were hidden where relationships and bonds and camaraderie were formed they had one another's back you know they were there for support uh, and it was just this place of safety and comfort for them when everything else around them felt like chaos and so there are so many of us that are in this trench and we're looking for you know, like-minded individuals who who want to find safety and comfort and support in one another while we're this war and this chaos is raging all around us. And uh, I just felt like there are so many women out there who are seeking that that same trench that they're like, can I come into your trench? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're like, can yours I... looks comfy. Let's come over there. Do you have coffee? <laughs> yeah, always. There is always a, a, three There's a coffee pot, pot on... in this trench over here. <laughs> yes, there is. That is vital and important. Um, there's something sacred about drinking coffee with other women, I think. But, um, and that, and so that was just, I want women to feel like, oh, there's somebody who gets it. Yeah. That's it. Somebody who gets it. Hey, you guys, Christmas is just around the corner and you might be thinking to yourself, what are we getting the kids for Christmas? So some of my travel clients are giving the gift of travel to their kids 
this year for Christmas. So wouldn't this be the ultimate Christmas surprise? Imagine gifting your kids a fun Disney or Royal Caribbean cruise for spring break or summer, or maybe you guys are diehard Harry Potter fans and you have been wanting to go to Universal to ride Hogwarts Express. Or maybe you're thinking, you know what? We love history and you want to take the kids across the pond and go overseas. So now is actually the perfect time to be planning those vacations for 2019. So I would love to brainstorm some ideas with you and get your family vacation booked for Christmas. So you can book a time frame with me and we can brainstorm those ideas at mominspiredshow.com forward slash contact us. Or if you feel more comfortable with messaging, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Amber Sandberg. All right, you guys, let's get back to the show. Yeah. And I wanted to talk to you about, you know, you, you realizing the revelation that you kind of needed to just stop with the hustle and kind of stuff and just step back and chasing your dreams as a writer and speaker for a bit. But, um, you know, I wanted to talk to you about how God changed your focus and just um, speaking on focus. And and um, I know there's a few bullet points that you wanted to share with us. Yes, absolutely. So uh, the first one was, it's our identity crisis. Um, Amber, you know the story, uh, the very first um, uh, blog that's coming out in In the Trenches is actually the story that recently happened of my husband's arrest for mistaken identity. And that was, I actually just spoke at a, a women's um, international leadership forum uh, two weekends ago. And I publicly told this story from the platform mm. for the first time. And it was, uh, it was life altering for me. The Lord really spoke into my heart. Uh, you will have to read the first blog post to get the story. But the Lord had just really shared with me that the enemy is an identity thief and he had been trying to steal mine. And that was where I realized that the hustle was not was not for me. I needed to retreat so that I could regather. And the identity crisis that we struggle with as women, as spouses, as moms, friends, uh, even neighbors, um, and in our neighborhood, in our community, we we live in a world where we don't quite understand who we are um, because we don't quite understand how we were made and and how we sh- how we want to be, and we're always striving. And uh, we live in a world that tells us to be our best self, but it's like, what does my best self look like? Because my best self isn't your best self, right? Yeah. Um, the other one is. Um, we're looking for hope when we're trying to cope. I recently read an article in a secular parenting magazine. It's a national parenting magazine. And it was titled, Why Mommy Drinks. And they were talking about how alcoholism and rates of alcoholism are the highest among our age group, Amber, um, that they've ever been in North America. And they, it was this this uh, psychologist who was doing this article, and a lot of women are using alcohol to cope. And we see it on social media a lot, where it's wine o'clock, yeah, or wine hour, mm-hmm. wine hour. Or we mm-hmm. see all these um, funny memes and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And and this is not an argument of like pro alcohol. Um, or against alcohol, that this is not an argument of that. This is just what we need to find hope instead of just using coping mechanisms that may not be working for us. And and how can we find healthy coping mechanisms um, for ourselves and for others? And I and the third focus that I want to look at is um, finding contentment. And 
<laughs> the biggest issue that I've had with this in, in my solitary confinement, I will say over the last little while, is I really feel that we've swung the pendulum in the opposite direction where we're making platforms and false gods out of our imperfection. And oh, what do you mean by that? So we have this, um, this is me, take me as I am. I'm so messy. And we find that relatable because, you know, we're messy too. But how do we, where are the women? And there are lots of women um, who do this, who use their platforms for uh, amazing messages of, yes, we're messy. Yes, we're imperfect. But how do we grow from that? How do we learn from the messiness? How do we learn from our imperfection and strive to to do better? Or do you know what I mean? To, yeah. to find mm-hmm. that best self that is your true self. Let's not stop at I am messy. Yeah. Let's not stop at I'm imperfect. But Christ is trying to make himself perfected within me. And what does that look like? We can't have these idolized ideas that the the perfect Pinterest craft is going to to give us this illusion that we've got it all together because that's just not reality. But let's not just stop at our failures and go, it's funny. Let's take it to, I want to grow from this and I want to do better. And how do I do that? Um, we're not a society that's content with what we have. We're not a society with that's content with who we are. Yeah. Um, and so, wh- where where are all the content people? Well, you know what, like mindedness. Um, there's really something to that. And when you're in a community of people who are encouraging you, and they're content um, with who they are, and they're content with what they have, you will learn from that and we'll feed off of each other in that way. And something that my husband often says to me, which is really important, um, there is a difference between contentment and complacency. Yeah. So, and, well, and I wanted, cause I, I was thinking about that, right? Like, cause you know, people, you know, it's good to grow, right? It's good to yeah. just, you know, keep growing and all that and, and whatever you're doing and to be healthy. And somebody could be who's super unhealthy saying, well, I'm content where I'm at, but, and that, exactly what you're saying, but that's complacency. So, to know the difference. So feel free to, to keep going on that because I do think that is a good point to make clear that, yeah, that, that it's like, well, so should I just never achieve anything ever again? Well, not exactly. So, so go ahead. <laughs> it's knowing one of the things um, is really knowing what you're good at. I think uh, knowing what your gifts and your natural abilities are um, and thriving in them. So I I know that I administratively, I am not gifted whatsoever. Um, I'm terrible with things like that. And I'm, I, I like to think that I'm super organized, but when it comes to, to administration things, like I'm absolutely terrible. Um, but I know the gifts that I'm good at and I know what my strengths are. And so I'm content to work in my strengths and my abilities and reach out for help in those areas, say administratively, where mm-hmm. I'm not very good. Oh yeah. Huh. You know, right? sp- speaking of this, cause you know, when you, when you hear a lot of business people, especially, um, very successful business people, and they're kind of like, you know, hire out the things that you're not good at. And I'm thinking, okay, but with what funds am I hiring out? Um, but if, if, yeah. if I had funds, right. That were just to give to people like, like, I just want to do the podcast. Right. But 
Mm-hmm. There's 500 pieces to the podcast, like, and, yeah. and and I have to do most all of them. And then there's Todd who does some of them. Okay. And I'm just kind of like, ah, this is where I would just like to do the actual podcast, you know? And so, but again, you have to, how in the world will people even know your podcast exists if you don't actually ever talk about, it? but that's not the part that I like. Again, what you were saying, self-promotion. I don't like that. Like if I could hire a marketing company to just market all my stuff. Like, Hey, did you know I'm a travel agent? Yeah. Like, I mean, people won't know this if I never say anything, if I just sit in, um, and watch TV and Mm -hmm. never share with anybody that I'm doing anything, nobody will know anything's going on. So you have to do it to some degree. But I just was saying this to Todd yesterday. I'm like, I figured out what it is. It's like, so I like to do the actual work part. So I love planning vacations and helping people pick their place they want to go to. Right. And then I love doing the podcast. I don't like letting everybody know that I do all those things. And so, um, (laughs) and when you don't have the funds to go hire a marketing team, um, you have to do it all. So I also think it's challenging too, because I'm sure Melissa, you do have to do administrative stuff along with your stuff, even though you don't like doing it. So with that said, right, you're going to have to do some things unless you just have a lot of money and you can just outsource everything. What is your thoughts with trying, you know, you're really focusing on the things that you love, but then you here comes along some of this other stuff that you're kind of just like, oh gosh, I don't want to do it. What is your thoughts on that? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like, uh, when you find your tribe, Uh, there are people who will catch your vision and will come alongside you. So I've actually been very blessed to have people who do administrative things for me. And with this particular new um, series that we're launching, I actually have a project manager who's a very, very good friend of mine who's picking up all the pieces for me because she knows administratively it's, I need someone to keep me on my timelines um, and, and so forth. Uh, she wants to, she sees the vision of the ministry of what I do. And she's offered her time to come and do that. It doesn't always work out that way. Right. But what, what comes with, so growth is slow and steady. Lasting growth is slow and steady. You've proven that with the mom inspired show, Amber, because you need to give yourself some credit here. You have an international audience. You have women all over the world who tune into this show and you've had incredible growth you have. And that is a huge win, but it's because you've been slow and steady and you've done well with what you have been given. And you are really pushing into your strengths. And you need to see that because women uh, women here in Canada listen to your show. And I, as I said, you have an international audience and, and they really love the content that you share. And you know that your, your content is bang on. You know, I have a, a a friend recently who shared with me. She has um, a child who has uh, some um, issues, some social anxieties, mm. and so forth. And she's realized that she needs to homeschool, and she has three small children at home. And so she needed to. She knew she could not keep up with her home and homeschool. Yeah. And and volunteer at the church and do all the things. And so they actually cut the data on her cell phone and they cut cable so that she could take that money and put it into a housekeeper, someone who just comes for, you know, two, three hours once a week and does a big deep cleaning. And she's found contentment in the sacrifice. 
She's found contentment knowing this is a sacrifice that we need to make, but something has got to give. Yeah. And so we don't, we're not content when we don't want to give up in order to move forward. Yeah. We're not content with um, what we have. We want to have all of it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so there always has to be with growth, with personal growth, and uh, especially with personal growth and yes. the dreams and the visions that we have in our heart, there has to be sacrifice that comes with that slow and steady growth. Um, so I, again, just want to reiterate the compl- complacency and contentment are two different things. If you're feeling complacent, um, there is often a negative internal voice that comes with that. Well, this is just where I am. This is just how it's going to be. And there's nothing that I can do to change it. (laughs) Well, let me ask you though. Yeah. Yeah. So what I wanted to ask, so, because as we wrap up, because, you know, time is crunching, like it always does, it just keeps going. (laughs) And, um, and I know you guys, this is going to be airing on Thanksgiving. And so for the Americans, um, I'm hoping that you're listening as you're driving or you're trying to run away from your in-laws, just joking. Not really. But um, and you're like hiding in a corner like I need to go listen to Melissa and Amber. <laughs> so I, I, I do want to uh, be aware of the time because I know it's hard when the holidays are kicking in. But as we wrap up, Melissa, how does that finding contentment, how would you say that ties in to the whole, you know, finding yourself in the trenches and and then we'll close? That's a really good question, Amber. I think because no, we need to realize that no one is exempt from trouble. No one is, when life calls your number, I shared this in our last episode when I was talking about my daughter being Mm. diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. Um, When life calls your number, you're up. And so there is always going to be uh, an appliance that breaks down. There's always going to be a sick child. There's always going to be uh, a layoff. There's always going to be strife among Mm. uh, relationships. There's always going to be something in life that's going to come up. And finding contentment in that is knowing everyone else has something. Uh, Everyone else is going through life. Yeah, I am content to know that I can get through this storm. I I am going to do my best. I am going to learn from every situation and circumstance that life throws at me. And I am going to use it to reach out to the woman who's three steps behind me so that she knows that someone is here for her. And, you know, I often talk about that. There's a woman three steps ahead yep. of us. Mm -hmm. A woman three steps behind, and we need to constantly be looking forward while pulling up the woman that's behind us. We can be content in the season that we're in because every season is fleeting. Every season has a time um, where it comes and a time where it goes. And our job is to learn in that season and to move forward and to educate and support and encourage one another. And when we can be content in that and not complacent with the whole hum, oh, woe is me, mm. that trench becomes such a positive, safe place to be. It is our comfort in a time of 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 war, in a time of strife, um, when we 
some days just feel like we're surviving and really we want to be thriving. Yeah, no, I love that. And as you guys know, when Melissa read a little bit from her journal, you can obviously see that she was meant to be our writer. And so (laughs) Melissa, with that, as we wrap up, where can people find your blog as well as your new podcast that you're working on and on social media? Yes, it's Melissa P. Sharp. Uh, .com, P-S-H-A-R-P-E is my last name. Um, It's right on my name there. And uh, all the series that I write, uh, the podcast, all those different things are available on my website. Um, As well, I'm developing right now uh, an ebook that we're going to have for a free download on the website as well. So just keep your eyes open for that. And you can find me on Instagram under the same name, Melissa P. Sharp. Uh, and I just love to connect. I love the messages that I get from women and just the notes of encouragement um, just mean the world to me. Awesome. They really do. Melissa, thank you again for coming back on the show. I always love having you on. <laughs> Thanks, Amber. I love chatting with you too. Hey, you guys, would you like to have every podcast episode in your inbox on Tuesday? That way you don't have to go search for it or have to remember that, hey, a new Mom Inspired show has aired today. You can have that. All you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com and subscribe. If you're looking at it on your phone, just scroll to the bottom, enter your name and your email. If you're looking at it on your computer, it's gonna be on the right-hand side. That way you won't miss an episode and I'm also gonna start including travel tips every week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next week. 